0: (laughs) you know twitter is doing like the uh best whatever of the year and people like quote tweeting it with stuff Twitter sports was the the best sports moment of the year, and someone quoted <laughs> it with the picture of the dog yeah. shitting on the fire. Nicole's dad sent me, you know, he sent me that like a day after it happened, and I was like, I hate to see someone else living my dream, and he just sent me a question mark, and I was like, I want to take a shit on the ice, <laughs> and he just said, oh, <laughs> I'm like, well, it's only fair. The flyer's been doing all season. The dog got yeah. to do it. Why can't I join in? I gave this team enough money thanks a lot comcast uh this is comcast country so <laughs> you know someone brought up an interesting point that would we hate the flyers so much if they weren't owned by comcast i think that adds definitely at least because i think adds. it adds to it because everybody hates comcast like that's yeah, a no universal. one's defending like people would defend owners and stuff about like, yeah well, if you it know was they? a singular person they'd be like listen they're doing their best they're trying yeah. you know they it's brought like, a new company. he built a company brick by brick so yeah, yeah, yeah. but everyone hates Comcast. Yeah. No one is like, no well. one's going to be shilling for Comcast except for these weird perverts on Twitter that think the Flyers just need a couple more years. Two to three years away from being two to three years away. You guys wait. Andy Day, and Patrick will be back. You'll see. You'll see. Well, it just warms my rotten little heart that he's just doing nothing at Vegas.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into Underground Sports Philadelphia, episode number 386, our second State of the Union of the Philadelphia Flyers. As you can see on the screen, President Pump is in the building to give his public address announcement on the state of our Philadelphia Flyers. Will Castorina joins us in studio before we get to our State of the Flyers, which will be brought to you tonight by Stateside Vodka. Very fitting that President Pump is in the building. And we have our vodka sponsor on deck. But uh, we're going to get into the hellscape. That is the Philadelphia Flyers right now. Uh, but big thank you to our sponsors who allow us to do all this crazy nonsense each and every week. Main Auto LLC, ducharme's Pro Foot Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Mark Ronchetti CPA LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. And, of course, the homies at Tomahawk Shades. The best small batch eyewear in the game. You guys can go to TomahawkShades.com. Use promo code USP at checkout. You get 25% off your entire order from our friends at Tomahawk Shades. Stateside Urban Craft Vodka, the official sponsor of this State of the Union. You guys can go to StatesideVodka.com. And when you go to checkout uh, with the one liter bottles of vodka in your cart, use promo code USP. You get 10% off those bad boys. You can also get the vodka soda party packs and the limited edition black label bourbon all at statesidevodka.com you gotta be 21 or older to do so and of course please drink responsibly and our friends at kenwood beer go to kenwoodbeer.com use the kenny tracker to see who's got kenwood on tap gotta be 21 or older to do so and please drink responsibly
0: i guess you could say we're living the dream tonight we absolutely are living the dream it uh, we have manifested i think this moment Really, the Flyers have manifested this moment. I don't know that we should be taking credit for this. Uh, The Flyers have manifested this moment where we can have maybe the most unique person on Flyers Twitter. Is that fair? That's pretty fair. Is that a fair summation of you? I'd like to first lead off with, I feel like I'm being shoehorned by being put at the bar. And I don't appreciate that. I think that in the stereotyping business call that typecasting. I think. typecasting? <laughs> I think you're being typecast. Well, I am a method actor, so I guess I'm playing into this. You are. I think Daniel Day-Lewis is a very fair comparison for you. I think. I hear it all the time. <laughs> Daniel Day-Lewis, Will Castorina, Birds of a Feather. As you can tell, I have brought a bit of a different vibe. I, uh, I picked up some glasses. I realized when I last spoke to you all over two years ago, I came off a little strong. A little yelly, screamy, a little angry, a little scientist running into the government, yelling the volcano is going to blow, and everyone said it's fine. We can't reschedule the picnic. What do you mean? Well, the volcano blew up, and everybody died, and here we are, and this isn't a victory lap because there's no victory to be had. Now there's a couple people out there that they're riding high off three wins with a bunch of teams, and like, look, what are you doing? Why are we here? We're here to rehash what has happened to this team? What has happened to this proud city? And I got the notes and I brought receipts. (laughs) Gentlemen. Really should we don't... do this like the real state dress? and when we hear a point that we really like we stand and applaud you and but like one of us like one of us has to be the democrat one of us has to be the republican it's so, like one of us sits in like silent defiance and then the other one applauds are we going to do it like that or are we just we're letting well that's fine because that's true to form because neither one of you are going to give us health care in the end anyway so. <laughs> we're already we're already lined up boys method acting <laughs> So when I last came here, I, I told you guys that some of the moves the Flyers made were good. Um, but overall, I didn't feel convinced that the plan they were heading into was the right direction. Because the young guys weren't that great. There was no stars. Carter Hart was young. And it was a bit risky to be relying so heavily on him. Kevin Hayes was good, but not great. And that contract is going to be an albatross. And Elaine uh, Vigneault and Chuck Fletcher didn't. I wasn't very high on them. Because they've never really succeeded. And here we are where all those things are, they've all come crashing down on us pretty quickly. And and we had had a good point. We had some high notes. But I'm here not to talk about that. I'm here to talk about now. And right now, the Flyers are at an impasse. Okay? Right now they have one player in the top 50 of scoring. And it's still Claude Giroux. (laughs) Time passes. And at the end of everything, it's still just Claude Giroux hanging on. God help him. But but you say Will Cam Atkinson last night? He had a hat trick. That's really great for Cam. He's shooting fifteen point six percent on the year. His career's around eleven. Is that good? It's really good. He's shooting a really high percentage. Is that sustainable? Are you the Republican right now or the Democrat? <laughs> 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 um, is that ah, neither one of you care about <laughs> sustainability? No, it's not. Okay. And and the thing that bothers me most before some of the stuff we dig into is the guy running the ship. The guy running the ship, Chuck Fletcher, because when you're a GM, it's hard to admit that you may have made a mistake. It's hard to cut loose from the ties that you've made. And right now, despite his play not being as bad as what people thought, Rasmus Ristolainen is on the last year of his deal. All right, Claude Giroux, last year of his deal. Justin Braun, last year of his deal. Sean Couturier about to kick in a nice extension. They're in an impasse because if Chuck Fletcher decides he thinks he can save these things, then you better hold on to your pants for that Rasmus social extension because he's not taking a pay cut. And most GMs don't give up a first, a second and an active player on the roster for a one year rental on a guy they've been chasing since they were in Minnesota where they got fired for being incompetent. But I digress. <sighs> well, fly. so can we, we should maybe Chuck Fletcher, Came to the Flyers already a, a bad GM with like question marks. He was not someone that was like, well, you like, there was no, there really wasn't much like optimism to be had about Chuck Fletcher, well, there correct? Was for some reason, but but yeah, but like in general, like a, a, a neutral probably looked at that situation and was like, that's kind of weird to hire Chuck Fletcher. I think in retrospect we can say that, but a lot of people were just so fed up with Dave Hackstall and Ron Haxtell and Any everything was... that was going there. The, the change was welcome. The thing that's bothered me is that when you get a bad player, right, you acquire a player that everybody decides is bad, R- Rasmus are still lining. Most people will not expect that player to suddenly become good. Okay, now Rasmus has obviously played up a lot more to what people expected, and I don't mean to pick on him, but I'm using him as an example. But for some reason – when a bad GM or a bad coach is fired and then rehired, there's this optimism. Like, well, maybe it'll be better here. When they've shown you nothing to ever think that. Okay? It's like that Arrested development scene where <laughs> it's like it didn't work they for fool them. themselves into thinking it'll work for them and it never does. But it just might work for us. <laughs> and, and I don't want to rehash too much of the, the Hextall era because at, at this point, like the band-aid's off. The draft picks are what they are. And frankly, the main problem isn't the draft picks. It's what you could possibly expect out of a bunch of mid to late first round picks anyway. Which is what you had because Claude Giroux, Jake Voracek, Shane Gossespierre for those two years that we don't want to talk about when he was phenomenal, drug this team to the middle. Okay? And, and right now, you're, you're even more <laughs> stuck than you were before. Because let's say you wanted to take the approach and rebuild. Let's say you wanted to rip it down. You trade away Claude Giroux, and that, and let me tell you, it's tough to say. Uh, you let Justin Braun go at the trade deadline. You, you recoup assets. You, you, you sell Nate Thompson off for parts. You salvage everything you can. You're not going to be able to be bad enough because you have Carter Hart in net who's going to steal your wins. So now what do you do? This is the worst. <laughs> Morale has never been lower. I'm losing the glasses because i'm getting angry again just thinking about it because i can't i'm 32 you guys know how i live i'm not gonna make it much longer they have to decide where they're going if they rip it down now i have a chance but if not <laughs> it's gonna be you know you're gonna be my brother's gonna be on a uh, cbs or fox or something like oh my brother sure loved the flyer so i took his ashes to the stanley cup parade that's not how i want to live all right i'm trying to be there on the parade route slamming stateside vodka and just <laughs> pumping away. I haven't pumped. Oh, God. I did one just for the start of the season out of ceremony. Right. But there's no pumps to be had. You're a man of tradition. The and city you of Philadelphia it. is in a pump drought worldwide. I mean, it's sports-wide. It's true. I'm, I'm not pumping for the Sixers right now, are you? Um, no. <laughs> not particularly. <laughs> 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 Kyle, you pumping for the Phillies? The who? Exactly. Uh, we, we, you're we not. are not allowed to say that. Can't uh, reference you can't the lockout. Yeah. Lockout. Oh, my apologies. The um, the red team from Philadelphia, I think, is you can say that. Oh, the I, Republicans. <laughs> yeah. Goddamn. Well, those are the, the, the suburbs. You no, know, like every town. four years we care about the suburban moms in like Kensington or something, and now it's like <laughs> it's the fish town dads with baseball bats. <laughs> protecting the christopher columbus statue the gravy seals (laughs) you know i just feel like we've hit this point now where there's like a group of people that can't accept the rides over and i get it because what you're looking at is awful the flyers are a mess right now they've won three in a row but who are we kidding the flyers are that girl that just got dumped by their long-term boyfriend and now they got bangs and they're telling you about like this, this MLM they're in and they're DMing their friends. And they, they, they got no oh, yeah, beach body. They're just looking for anything. They're, they're grasping at straws. If they were a guy, they, they'd be like 20,000 hours deep into Joe Rogan by now. Just looking for answers. All right. They would tell you about this CrossFit gym and how they're, they're like well, street fighting at night. Like... Have you heard of Ethereum? It's <laughs> son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> it's... I don't want to frighten you, but it is the way of the future. So should get on the ride now.
1: Sometimes we all just need to wind down after a long day of enjoying our favorite sports teams go to work. And with the rise of streaming platforms, new TV shows and movies are popping up every single week, and it might be overwhelming not knowing exactly what to watch. Well that's where streamer season comes in. The exclusive streaming platform, discussion podcast for tv and movies on the underground sports philadelphia podcast network join me kb and a plethora of our hosts right here at usp breaking down all the new tv and movies that you guys should be watching across all the various streaming platforms that are available to the masses catch us on streamer season wherever you get your podcasts 90%
0: 90% of the fan base is wearing bags on their head. You got animals shitting on the ice. I'm telling you, they're one gritty NFT away from people just storming the fog and just putting an end to all of this. Has I, I'm not totally aware of this. I know NBA has. I know the NFL has. I believe baseball has what the baseball coin or whatever they have like yeah, some they, weird thing has me. the nhl done anything with nfts has of the nhl not, innovated right. on a trending topic to market their sport no matthew they haven't but don't worry in 10 years from now they'll come up with one after like, the, after the congressional hearings yeah, they'll yeah. get in on the action. Yeah. after we're all vacationing on amazon moon formerly known as the moon oh will we're not making it to amazon moon was it tesla moon <laughs> no. Who's going to get the moon first? Come on. We're going to be in the salt mines, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. I'm pretty salty as my it fan, is. So. My dune. <laughs> oh, God. I just I, – I ask myself all the time, just how did we get here? How did it end this way, you know? And and I don't understand the people that can't see what's in front of them. Like, the, the date is all there, all right? This team, they're 24th in Corsi, 27th in expected goals. The only reason they're even above – those rankings is their seventh in high danger save percentage, and and Carter Hart is just being Carter Hart is doing everything we could have asked for him. You know, Carter Hart, this isn't this isn't about you. All right, sweetie, you're you're doing amazing. All right, you're trying your best. You're all happy again because you can go out on Tinder and meet girls and take them back to your apartment, and you know it's just. Travis Connecting he's a dad. He didn't get any dad strength, so he might want to get a paternity test. <laughs> that is a bummer, actually. You know, like you kind of expect that there's some kind of boost when you become a dad. I feel like that's it's kind of written in tradition. Well, I'm getting a mark on that. So like if I have a kid, the day before that kid is born, I'm going to the gym and I'm writing it all down, what I lift. Mm-hmm. The day after the kid, lifting again. Science. And I'm expecting a twelve percent increase. Twelve percent, I think, is fair. I think it's fair to say as a dad, you get 12% stronger at least. And if I don't get an increase, well, I'm going to have to talk with Nicole. Well, it's like, you know, (laughs) does the baby have bad vibes? You know, like, that could be part of it. Most babies have bad vibes. Most babies do have bad vibes. But like, what do you guys, like, do we do an exorcism on the FARC? I'm starting to think the Wells Fargo Center might be, might have something, some stink to it. Because both residents now... uh, there's only Incredible one team in there. <laughs> yeah. It's Philadelphia Wings. They're the only team succeeding right now. Yeah, it is kind of annoying that the, like, the union, the wings, which, like, we love them, but they're not in the main, but they're, like, so good, but it's, like... They don't get the major four, like, publicity. How do we get, how do we transfer whatever energy or whatever, like, just maybe smart decisions that they're making uh, to coaching. other foreign offices? Good coaching. <laughs> like, sustainable building, like, the union, it's all about, developing, like developing youth and, like making a sustainable project where you don't have to pump money into every like summer to me i think an exorcism is probably best i i think it might have been when we put that giant screen in there and redid all the seats nothing good has happened since then nothing good in fact some of the worst things they did go on that little run they did go on that run, but it ended. Those 25 then- games that everybody seems to think is what the Flyers could be if they get one more coach. Boy, just one more coach. <laughs> That's You guys sound pathetic. You're like that guy. There's one more chance, one more coach, one more coach. And, and then the narratives that come out, right? Oh, Claude Giroux, the, the leadership. Oh, he's had six head coaches. Oh, Ovechkin had six head coaches. How come no one talks about that? Because they were in the playoffs all the time. They were winning President's Cups. That's why no one talks about it. Okay, and I'm not saying that any of this falls on Giroux. Because I love that man. Die for that man. Okay? But we have hit the point now where I'm willing to try anything. We have tried all the rational. Okay? We're at the point now where, like, you know when your sports team is losing and you're looking down, you're like, I'm going to change my shirt. Mm -hmm. And in your rational mind, you know that doesn't matter. It's like who just walked in the room, get out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I've kicked Nicole out of every Sunday since we've met with the Giants playing because they've won, like, eight games. And at this point now, like, just look at me. I'm exasperated. I don't even know where to go from here. Because you're at such an impossible state. You're in an impossible state with the fan base because everybody just hates each other. Oh, God, it is just brutal. You have these guys that they're propping up Rasmus Tristelainen because he's not the worst defenseman in the NHL. Like, you guys said it'd be the worst so look at you now. He's only fourth worst. All right? People hate my boy, okay? Travis Samuel Sandheim, that's not his real middle name, but I don't know. And, and what's he done? Nothing great, but he doesn't. he's not the problem. JVR's not the problem. Oh my God. Why does JVR get the Haiti gets? Why does Travis Sandheim get the hate he gets? I have a theory. They're both tall, six, three, six, four, over two hundred and twenty pounds, and they don't hit. If you're big soft. and you don't hit, you're soft. And we hate soft, because it's not the production. You look at JVR's goals per 60. He's been the top every other year. He's up there. Him and Travis Keneckney are tied for goals. Travis Keneckney plays more than him. But he he's not and Travis, what's Travis Keneckney making now? He's making produce money. I keep telling JVR's getting seven million. He was a free agent. And I'm like, well, we didn't get the top drop pick of two thousand. You want Patrick Kane? You want I pa- I don't want that guy anywhere near me, dude. I don't want him near me. Anyone I know or love, probably for the best. Fucking ramen noodle hair, fucking wannabe frat boy. <laughs> the ramen noodle that guy is four always... years away from partnering with Dave Portnoy on something. All right, it's probably forty-four. Mel- oh, I thought oh, you said four. four. I was no, like, four years away. They're gonna have a melatonin substance they put out for <laughs> male enhancement pill. Yeah, <laughs> make your bars That guy, that guy, <laughs> that guy wears rib <laughs> condoms inside out for his pleasure. That's how selfish he is. <laughs> <laughs> I Hate him. God. Such a loser. Uh, so, what do, you, what do you guys think Steve Mason's doing right now? You think he's happy? Uh, probably. He's probably happier than he would be. I think if, you, if you're thinking, like, net happiness, I think, yes.
1: <laughs> Sitting on his career earnings in Winnipeg laughing his ass
0: off. He's got a nice bulldog. I met it once. Um, so Vino's gone now. Gone, but never forgotten. Gone, but never forgotten, of course. What, like... Is there? I know this is not really an answerable question. I, I don't think, but like, is there even a head coach that you get now, that? Like, what is? The, I don't want to say what's the point of hiring him because you obviously have to hire someone, and, and you obviously have well, that to. Depends on the direction. What What you're trying right, to is, out are, right like here what is like, what are we looking for in this head coach? Is like, is there someone like that you Mike see? It's Mike Yo. It's Mike Yo. Right. They're, they're going to stick with Mike Yo. They're going to play it out. The only scenario complacency. You could say it's complacency, but what can they really do? You know, like, you're not going to go out and just, like, get a Tortorella to fill in. Because you also got to remember, Comcast, they're already, you know, people have said they're, they're mad that they're still paying Vigneault that money for another, what was it, two years or something? All right. So now you're going to have to offer a head coach. We just saw that um, Vancouver wanted to hire Claude Julien, um, but he didn't want anything less than a three-year contract. They took Bruce Boudreaux because he took a two-year contract. Coaches are looking for term. Right. So now Comcast is going to be looking at this thing or Dave Scott, whoever's going to be looking at it. Like you want to bring in another coach for how many years when we're already paying the other one and you don't even know where you're going. You know, let's say the Islanders fire uh, Trots. Well, you bring him in immediately because you're trying to save this thing. But if you're just looking to see what happens, you're going to stick with yo because you can't make a decision. Even if Trots is available at the end of the year and now you're tanking, he's not the coach you bring in when you're tanking. Right. You know, you need like a Ponzi for like two or three years, like the the Leafs did. They had uh, I, forget, I don't even remember his guy's name. I think it was Horachek. That means Peter he did Horacek. a good job. He Pretty did sure what Peter he was told. Peter Horachek t- was in there <laughs> running the boat when they finished dead last and got Austin Matthews. They got some top talent, and they said, "All right, you're out. Here comes Mike Babcock." And we all know how that ended. But still, you know, you need a Ponzi in the middle. You know, but what do you do? Just look at us. What do you do? I, I think such a, a, bind. It's a really Difficult question to answer because like you spelled out, like the roster construction is in such a way that you can't really easily tear it down in any meaningful way. And even tearing down is like, not as easy as I think fit. Like I think especially like it doesn't help that the Sixers are obviously in the same city, the same stadium where like this idea of like a process has been so popularized where it's like, Oh, we'll just tear it down and rebuild. And it's like, there are multiple people that need to sign off on a rebuild. Mm -hmm. Like, like, and I know we don't like to give like owners credit and stuff because I mean they're billionaires. They they very often don't deserve it. And Comcast is especially not a group of people that anyone's gonna like. Everybody give benefit the death for. But the end day, like an owner is gonna be like, why, you know, why not? Why should we not just sell the stadium, you know, every every home game and keep like just mediocrity? Because mediocrity is good for a lot of of places. It's good enough for the Flyers. It's good enough. So. You, you need to convince the owners that it's like worth it long term to do that that there's going to be some like gain on their end for doing that you need to find a, a GM that is capable of navigating you through a rebuild someone who can make smart decisions someone who understands you know the value of assets who understands like how to look five six years in the future and build a roster that way well, you need and, one that gets lucky There is luck, and there's there's, there's that was my next point. There is a (laughs) massive amount of luck involved in any draft, and one of my least favorite things, and this has happened a lot with the Eagles, where people look back and say, Well, if you just drafted this guy. If you had just made every right decision say his in your name, life. Say his name. Justin Jefferson. Say his name. That, and that one speaker, is a right? Speak your truth. Justin it, Jefferson. Say man. his name, King. <sighs> but, I mean, I, I, the one before Justin Jefferson was DK Metcalf. Mm-hmm. Everyone was so upset. And yeah, it's like, how many blocks does he have? <laughs> nah, is it, how many fumble recoveries for a touchdown? I think Scoreboard. you're making some very clear and valid points, and I respect that. But, you know, like – It's so easy in hindsight to say, well, if you just drafted this guy, it's like, yes, obviously. If you had made every good decision in your life, you would have been a millionaire at 20. You know, like it's just, but that's not the way the world works. You can have all the the data that you want. You can interview the player. You can try and get inside their head as much as you want. Player development and hitting on uh, draft picks is not linear. It's really not as predictable as I think We'd like it to be, especially from the Sometimes like it is though. Yeah, there know? are sometimes your GM looks and he sees Alex DeBrincat on the board and then he's like Pascal LaBurge, come on down. There are definitely and there are whiffs. There are definitely like Justin Jefferson is a whiff because you, not only did you pass that's him, a you took a the same position right before him. That is that is a case where you can clearly say, Yeah. Who JJ? JJ Ortega Whiteside. Oh no, that was a year before. Uh Jalen Rager. That was Jalen Rager. It was two straight years. I know who You're it not was. upsetting me as much as, the, <laughs> as the king as of Kyle's. the backwards. Well, I, for, I keep forgetting he's part of the two-anon, you know? <laughs> <Like>. <laughs> hey, all I'm saying is... If he runs like an RPO game, every play, he can... Is it like a six-game winning streak? stinking the playoffs. It's like the Giants' last four years put together, so... Good. Good for I you. just think that like people romanticize the idea of like a rebuild and what that means, and... It's not easy. And, in fact, if you look at every, like, major North American sport, if you look at the bottom third of those teams, like, they don't have, like, they don't make it out of that. The Sacramento Kings have never made it out of that. <laughs> like, they've, very often it's just, you have to get luck in the lot. The lottery is a literal lottery. Well, I don't I, I don't really buy that. I think the NBA stuff, because, I mean, we all know who the teams are. Like, right. the NBA is weird because there's, the like, NBA is different. there's four players that could literally change the game. The NBA is everyone. different in that you literally the just NHL, need one the guy. The the teams do sometimes make it out. Everybody wants to point to Buffalo. Everybody wants to point to Buffalo and go, look at Buffalo, look at Buffalo. Look at Edmonton. Oh, man. they Yeah, they had all those picks. Now they have Dreisaitl and McDavid doing freaking Harlem Globetrotters. Look at the Leafs, the Maple right. Leafs. They figured it out. They got up. Tampa Bay. Oh, they'll never get out of there. Then they draft a couple of guys named Hedman and Stamkos. And then they make other smart picks and develop. The thing is you have to hit on those top picks and you have to hit later rounds and get players. That's the biggest problem with the Flyers is we keep getting told that like they had all these players. And listen, a lot of people don't understand. Not every first round pick is going to be a 25 goal scorer. In fact, if you can get, you know, middle six guys out of your later first round picks, that's pretty much right where they should be. But the fact is you're not getting anything out of them and you're not getting anything out of the second, third, like Adam Yinning is never going to step foot in the NHL. You know, I know everyone got excited because Jay O'Brien last year had a couple great games. He's probably not coming. German rupstoff Do you even know who that is? Honestly, that's the first time I've ever heard that name. <laughs> first round pick baby. You know, like these good these, for us, these things, <laughs> good you for know, us. Pascal the I feel like I've said this <laughs> name a couple times, but everyone, like, well, we have Oscar Lindblom. like, yeah, we got that one, but like, right. You need a lot of players, man. And and these teams that there is a process of being bad in the NHL that has worked because their lottery system and the way the players impact the game and the fact that free agency isn't as big of a thing and the fact that trees aren't as big of a thing players don't leave you know it's not a real thing they do when they leave they're 36 and they're bad now right you know so and I think people do romanticize how easy it would be to be in a rebuild because we thought we were in a mini rebuild in the 2015- 2016. 2017, what felt like 20 years after that saga with Dave, and, and and nothing came from it. But but what are you doing now? You're just, you're giving, you're moving laterally, okay? Because how can you look at the cap situation right now, okay? Because you have the Cam Atkinson deal, that's an extra year longer than the Vorchek deal he gave up. And, and listen, no, not disparaging Cam, but that's just the fact. It's another year. The Ryan Ellis deal, it's a pretty long deal for a guy that, what do you know, hurt players get hurt but you're a negative Nancy if you bring that up. Morgan Frost showed some flashes. Had one goal in, what, 10 games, 11 games, and now he's he's not playing COVID or something. hurt? Who knows? I mean, you know, you have a lot of money tied up. And you got a lot of guys you're going to have to pay. And your centers are getting older. And the wheel keeps marching on. Times-Era marches forward, Will. Everyone and it stops for no one. So what do you do? You bring Claude Giroux back? You know, what are you going to bring him? Six? Six mil? Right? You bring... Rasmus back. Maybe he takes a pick. You cut. know what it, it reminds me where, of? I think we've mentioned this before. Is it, it almost reminds us of, like, 2011 Phillies, where mm-hmm. it's like – and that's different, obviously, because the Phillies had Won the World success, Series in 2008. Had success. <laughs> but there's there's this very hard point, I think, and this happens with a lot of teams, and it, it is different with the Flyers. And it is, hockey is a very unique sport, too, in, in, in the ways that you mentioned, because it is club built. Like, you draft and develop players much differently. I think baseball is a, a fair comparison mm-hmm. in that way because well, you have – Well, baseball is fair because you don't pay your players until they're old and bad too, right? Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know, like, the two sports agree. We keep the good young Aaron players Judge gonna, Aaron Judge is like one of the best players in baseball is going to get paid real money until yeah. he's like 29. Like <laughs> Connor McDavid won the MVP and made like, what, like a million? I was like, that's fair. Well, after tax. <laughs> Andrew McDonald's make making five. Like, buddy, you're trying way too hard. <laughs> do less. Do less. Do less, man. <laughs> I, it's, it's just very challenging, I think, as an organization to like actually commit to moving away from that, like especially someone like Jeru, who's so like, very much the identity of the Flyers for uh, more than a decade. Exactly, really. like, but if you're bringing him back, you're just doing it as a parlor trick. Right, you're, you're like, not here actually. He is. If, and that's the difficulty is like separating the actual smart choice and the actual like the emotional choice and weight of bringing back a player that is like obviously beloved by the fans that's still a productive player and very productive like it's it's hard to move past that i think and especially like we're not obviously sold on like chuck fletcher's like actual ability to build a team to build a roster right oh i am sold on his ability it's the quality of that ability he okay he builds <laughs> oh, it oh, to he inability. builds a team damn he it. builds it to code he will ice he builds roster. it to code but it is not your dream home <laughs> it is literally a shack with all the the plumbing and the electrical that you asked for that he legally has to provide and <laughs> it's definitely not up to code but, but there's not a place to sleep it's not up to code <laughs> but he gave you a discount on rent so what are you gonna do you know in these times honestly where else are you gonna find a one-bedroom apartment for that price you tell me I don't know. Keith Yandel's probably looking right now, though. <laughs> the Get in the Whole
1: podcast, hosted by Steve McAvoy and John Mavalia. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Get in the Whole Pod and be on the lookout for a ton of great content keeping you up to date on the world of golf. Releasing weekly a part of the Underground Sports Philadelphia family of podcasts wherever you listen to your favorite shows.
0: I just think – I think they you're right. They are in a tremendously difficult situation because it's – even if – all right, so let's just say theoretically you blow it up. They still have Carter Hart. You're not trading Carter Hart. Like you're not like – I mean, are you? You're making that face, but <laughs> – I'm making that face because I don't think people realize how good he is. Right. Like I just gave you – this team is a bottom five team. And they're not in their performance because this man, did you guys watch the Vegas game? Like, he'll do that. Stands on his head every night. The ideal situation when you're rebuilding is good young team full of exciting, youthful prospects, high upside, shitty goalie. Right. That's the dream because the goalie sabotages you. Team plays great. Teams Look at our boys. Look at our boys chugging along. But that sieve can't stop a beach ball, so we keep losing. And we get it's, it's a better 6-4 drafting. every game. It's <laughs> very hard to do it the opposite way, and we've seen that in Anaheim. Anaheim's had John Gibson propping them up. They've never really been too, you know, too deep down. I don't think they've been in the lottery, but they also draft incredibly well. They're the most annoying franchise to me. Every defenseman they gave away Shea Theodore in the expansion draft. And it, it, It's whatever. It's nothing to they us. They got it. They got a couple. Of, oh, let's <laughs> give away Brandon Montour. They it's got like the Jamie Rays. Drysdale now. Like it is like the Rays. Anaheim Ducks are very much like the Rays. They just now they have Trevor Zegras. You it know, must be nice. It, mu- it must be nice. It must be. That's what always confuses me. And, I, I mean, obviously, it's, like, very easy for me to say, right? But, like, what always confuses me, and we always gripe about this with the Phillies, is, like, why don't you just go to the Tampa Bay Lightning and just... Poach what, everyone? Whatever their model is, whatever... It Do you out. know why they won't? Because those guys didn't they weren't on the flyers and we only right. hire former flyers. Now I know that's not fair. I know some of you no oh, never they fair's not a former flyer. Listen, you have Nick Schultz teaching people how to be a defenseman. That guy <laughs> teaching anyone to be a defenseman is a nightmare to me. He led the league in block shots every. He just wanted to be goalie. That's all it was. He was mad because his mom wouldn't let him be a goalie cuz she didn't want him getting hurt. So he just lays down in front of pucks. And don't you worry. You got to if- give up the body will. I think that's what you're missing in all this. I'm just so tired. And then I'm I'm more tired of people telling me not to be tired. Like there's this people out here, this negative oh the negative flyers fan. I looked it up to see if I was crazy. Uh-oh. because i know i'm crazy so i have to look it up to see if i'm being crazy in this moment that's also how i know i'm not crazy is that i know i'm self-awareness crazy. is like you're still lucid you're having oh baby i'm lucid self-realization is an important factor not being crazy. in the last five years uh combined record do you know where the philadelphia flyers sit uh i would guess like like win percentage Th- there's is like four... thir- there's 32 teams oh uh... i did it off total points because obviously, there's a little bit difference in games played. It with was the like, and everything. there's 32 teams. Where are the Flyers? I would say 19. I'm going to say 23. 20? 20. Wow. They're 20th. And when I first saw that, I was angry because that's five years of just being shit. And then I got very mad <laughs> because the team above them is the Vegas Golden Knights. Who literally didn't play one of the years. (laughs) And they're above them. And they started with nothing. They started with nothing. And they're ahead of you. Oh my God. Figure it out. You're letting teams that started from a trust fund. Lap you. The New York Rangers have lapped you. You beat the Devils. They're going to lap you. That's okay. The so that, Seattle Kraken ooh. led Dave Haxtell team, whatever. They're not far behind at our heels. So and If they finish is, is if they above the me, I swear to God, if Dave Haxtell and the Seattle Kraken, uh, I'm going to be on a watch list, dude. <laughs> I'm going to be foaming at the freaking mouth. I can't. It's bad enough that I just feel like Columbus is just going to finish ahead of Jake Voracek. He, what's he like, three for three in shootout goals? I watched him just undress this man in a shootout when all he ever did with us was go five hole. And I actually don't buy into the everyone does better once they leave thing. I think that's a bullshit narrative. I really do. Because the players that have left, Jeff Carter, Mike Richards, I don't think they had better seasons than they did as a flower. They just won a cup because they're on a really good team. Uh Shetton, he had a pretty good year when he left, won a cup. He hasn't been great since. Michael Delzato sure didn't get better. Uh Chris Vanderbilt didn't get better. Uh, Matt Reed, don't think he ever got another job. He had a PTO in Toronto. Like this idea pretty we good had, game, and, but... and by the way, these players I'm listening off, that's what's had Claude Giroux had to play with. Claude was <laughs> with Matt Reed. Okay. Like Michael Raffle played on first line. And then these announcers would be like, oh, Michael Ruffles a great guy. He can go up and down the line. He can play on your top line. He can play on your bottom line. was like, he can. There's no law against it. You <laughs> shouldn't should. do it. Doing- I once paid real American dollars to go to a Philadelphia Flyers game where Ryan White was on Power Play 1. Where they looked down the bench <laughs> and they said, I need me four skaters. <laughs> four offensive-minded skaters. And they saw Ryan White and decided, he's one of them.
1: Ryan White is just the NHL Mike White.
0: <laughs> Without the Mike White game. <laughs> yeah, he didn't even get yeah. the cool Mike White moment. And it's, just, it's just hit after hit after hit. And then the Nolan Patrick hit. And, and I get mad at that, not because Nolan Patrick sucked. Because that happens, all right? right. You look back at every draft, you look at the top ten, do it. Look at the top 10 picks. And you'll be like, I've never heard of this man before. You'll look him up. You play like eight games. It's not that Nolan Patrick sucked. It's how he sucked that really fucking got me. Because he just... And then this bullshit now where they like turned it on to like Ron Hextall and his merry men. Like, he didn't listen to the scouts. (laughs) They didn't want Nolan Patrick. It's like, yeah, they're saying that now. I was there at a bar with everyone chanting, Nolan Patrick. Every one of the scouts. Oh, consensus number one until he had an injury, and Nico Esher took him over. Where were all those scouts then? Speaking out? Yeah, they spoke out after he sucked and the GM got fired. You're either a coward or a liar, and I don't have time for either. Okay, <laughs> like, grow up. No more Nolan Patrick. Like, oh, they should have drafted. I mean, Kill McCar is like, that one's tough. He's at what same amount of goals as Steven Stamkos. I'm just bumming myself out again. That's <laughs> and that's the danger of a lottery, right? Is that you could... But you the Fires one, won the lottery in that year, hits. too. Like they got... they got, And that was... I mean, I don't want to make this a Sixers-centric... Because everyone... The process is obviously the easy thing. But that was Hinky's entire philosophy. It was like, listen... What's he up to these days? Uh, teaching at Stanford, still. Can he ice skate? I'd love to. It's <laughs> Promoting a
1: new... Uh, <laughs> beta webcam that is built like a tank. His yeah. words.
0: Okay, well, good for him. Here's everybody Silicon everybody Valley said Valley Sam sure knows a about a tank. So... His philosophy was that, yeah, like it doesn't, you could get a top five pick and they could suck. And that's like, that's just part of the deal. So you have to continuously get as many of those top level picks as possible. Because if you get five, chances are two of them would be good. And turns out that's exactly what happened. Look at the Penguins. Right. Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, Marc Andre Fleury, uh, Chris Latang, Jared Stahl. They don't bring that one up, but he was there. He was amazing. (laughs) It's amazing. I mean, like, you, you need top cracks at this. We're looking at the teams that are continuously successful year after year. They built through the draft. They built through the draft. Once again, they built through the draft. They used RFA leverage to keep their costs down, and then they added depth players, okay? There's this idea that you could just go out and, like, trade and acquire these players. No, because when you hit free agency, you end up paying JVR $7 million plus. You end up paying Kevin Hayes $7 million plus. And when you make trades and you're Chuck Fletcher, you end up sending Brett Burns to San Jose. Okay? <laughs> and how'd that work, Chuck? <laughs> I don't trust this guy to make those type of trades. Because I don't trust many GMs to make those kind of trades. Because you're trading from a point of weakness. When this season ends... If Chuck Chuck Fletcher goes to Claude Drew and gets his no-trade team list and they send him off on his way and they send Justin Braun, whoever else off, and they have their cap space, everything he negotiates this offseason is from a point of weakness. Right. He's not dealing from a point of strength. They know he's got to make a move. Or he's selling. And then maybe he is like, I don't know if I want him selling. That's, I think, the scary thing, too, about the Flyers' future is that Ultimately, having, like, a solid front office st- structure makes you feel more comfortable with, with making big sweeping moves. I think this was really the first offseason, too, that it really felt like Chuck Fletcher was in control, right? Because you had the weird, like, COVID year, and this was, like, his – this was Chuck's big crack at the team, right? Oh, his big crack, and he got Rasmus Ristolainen and Nate Thompson. And Come it's, on down. And, it's, and Martin Jones, which – Underwhelming is almost a compliment to what has happened, right? Like it's it's not. But everyone obviously... talks himself into it, and I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Right. Like once again, not the trade, whatever you want to make of it. Like we got Cam Atkinson. and people are like, "Oh, here we fucking go." And I was like, "Where we fucking go? <laughs> Where you moved laterally? <laughs> like you bring in Martin Jones, and like the thing that the thing that burned me up. And even though he, he's had a couple rough games, but he's he's been way better." is the whole reason that the, the season before went to shit is they went in with Carter Hart and no backup. So when he fell apart, it was all on Brian Elliott, and we all know how that went. So we did the same thing. Like, you could say, oh, it worked out, but he couldn't have known that for sure. Like, nothing's nothing's 100% in this sport. I get that, but, like, that's still just like, come on, man. It's bad and, practice. And, it's... And, and now look at us, dude. You're, you're grabbing at every waiver claim. You have nothing, and you have nothing in the farm system coming to help. You have nothing. Got nothing that's i you're think you're pissing the on difficult my face and too, you're telling like, me it's raining the last few years it's definitely been and i mean you mentioned this when you were on a few years ago about there was so much faith placed in so many of these like prospects now that haven't they just have, and that's it's almost even unfair to even say like they haven't developed they haven't developed to i think the expectations that were placed upon them which i think were already and, and you were right to mention this at the time is that You're putting a lot of faith in young players, which is a dangerous game to play. It is very dangerous to say, like, if these five guys all turn into amazing, you know, like, all NHL-type players, we'll be great. It's like, yeah, I mean, if, like, that happened for every team, that'd be amazing, but that's just not the way player development works. Player management works. Right. It's like you don't draft a guy at, like, 21, and he's immediately, like, an all-star at 23. It's like rare, like – T- Very rare. The top, top-level guys are like that Sure, Like Connor McDavid and me, is like, yeah, of course. Yeah, but, but he doesn't shovel his driveway. So It's a heated, which a heated driveway, which is kind of a sick flex. I mean, uh, that's why he's not going deep in the playoffs. He doesn't I'll want it bad enough? Come on, no he upper did. body strength. He, he doesn't want, want it, it bad he enough. Want it. I think it's, if, people always say upper body strength on. with shoveling. It's all about the lower back, actually. You really want to have strong glutes if you're talking about shoveling because you're constantly kind of – you're digging into yeah. something and you're 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 picking up you really upper body strength matters but i just think that there's no like guarantee that these players are all going to like not only hit the expectation that people had for them but hit them at the exact same time i mean like how often is it that like all-star players like if you even look back at drafts and everyone hit like that big jump all in the same season or at the same time of the season, the penguins. Right. But cause everything always works out for them. It's rare. It's not something. And it's not something either that I, th- I really don't think that you can like actually plan out. And I don't, I don't know that there's a way that you can even know that a jump is coming in a player. Like I, it's, it's, they not, should know. Right. But I'm they saying should like, know. like why are none of these guys turning out to even be like, why has no one exceeded expectations I, listen maybe expectations were too high on some of these guys but why has nobody come through nobody right bro nobody i'm turning on flyers games and i'm watching highlight reels of zach McEwen. the man's a 25 year old waiver claim am i wrong in why saying why are we here <laughs> i don't remember travis connecty being like one of the names Oh, he been, was a no. He was a name. Was he? I, yeah. I, I just no, don't. Travis remember him. Konechny. So the thing with Konechny is he was he was part of the they, they they traded up to get him. Right. I really loved that pick. And when he moved from the Ottawa Sixty Sevens to the Sarnia Sting, boy, he was lighting it up. And even when he came out, he showed pop. The problem is, is these prospects that are coming, especially the wingers, they can't drive play. So Travis Konechny, when you pair him with Sean Couturier you're getting your peak connecting out of him. Uh, Joel Farabee, when you're pairing him with Sean Couturier, you're getting your peak everything out of him. James Van like when you're pairing him with – do you see the problem? You can't play everyone with Sean Couturier. There's only one son. <laughs> There's only one, <laughs> Siobhan. You know, and Kevin Hayes is – he is what he is, okay? And none of these guys can carry a line. And now your only winger left that could potentially carry a line, Claude Giroux, is 34 and out the door. All right, I mean it's just the the thing is is connecty can't produce. I don't. I think connecty is having a bad year, but I think he's also. I didn't look it up, but he's probably shooting like four percent. He's not this bad. Okay, he's not this bad. But the problem is he's not that great. Right. They he's on an elevator. When you look at the elite talent, guys that can take over a game, and that's what matters in the playoffs. People want to talk like playoffs, small sample size. It is what it is. No, your top players take over. You're, you're you need a goalie to get hot. You need your top players to perform, right. and you need someone that elevates to that occasion, and you need a coach that doesn't fill his diaper when Barry Trotz shuts him down. Which is <laughs> that's when Elaine Vino was really done, and I hope I hope we're done with the Elaine Vino experiment because it was a dumb hire. He hasn't been successful in years. All right, he had that one Rangers run when Henrik Lundqvist was god, and then he had like Robert Longa before that. Like you have elite goaltending, you had the Sedin twins, and you still couldn't get it done. I'm done with you be gone I don't need more. no moss and Chuck Fletcher be gone I'm done with you go back to Minnesota I'm sure they'd love you it, like it's just why
1: how what would you rate Chuck Fletcher being here after the season's over
0: like confidence level oh I I can't put it. I mean I it, it all depends like I mean I, I know I'm kind of dancing on the flyers great but It's not unreasonable to think that they could turn it around. I don't think the Flyers are as bad as a 10 game losing streak. Don't think that. I don't think they're as bad as what they've been playing before. I think they could play better. I think they will play better. But the problem is, it's not going to be enough. That's my gripe. If the Flyers turn it around, they've lost 10 games in a season before and made the playoffs. Somehow they've done it. They're also the, I think they were the first team to ever win 10 games in a row and miss the playoffs. So that's. And it is. They, they they missed the playoffs last year. They are due. It's the year they're, due. due. They're, they're due. Oh yeah, playoffs listen. Playoffs check my sandal, baby. I'm locked in on that. You know. You're on loss number nine. You're like, oh, I still know where this is going. So, no cash outs here. <laughs> no way, no cash outs. cash outs. I got the Florida Panthers winning their division too. That's gonna pay out big time. But no, like they could, you know, th- things could happen, and then they find themselves in some sort of middle ground. Maybe they're in a late wild card push, and yada yada yada. But like. Is that really where we're at? Yeah. Seems to be the last decade of Flyers. We're 10 years into this. 10 years. And we are hoping to be the wild card, too. Just. Well, it'd be nice. I mean. <laughs> I, fucking hate this. I hate this so much, dude. Like, I, I, I feel, well, bad. I feel well, bad. Well, Can you cool. put a price on playoff hockey? Yes, they do it every other year when they make it. Okay, well, what about like an <laughs> Just look emotional look at your Xfinity Pills.
1: <laughs> we all know the traditional Big Four sports, and we have our favorite teams and enjoy them each and every week during their seasons. But what if I told you the fastest-growing sport on two feet doesn't involve football, baseball, basketball, or hockey? Come join me, Dom Ponteri, and Harrison Cremens as we break down the sport of the future each and every week on the Outside the Box podcast, talking all things pro and college lacrosse, right here on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network.
0: Oh God. I just, I find myself going in waves, right? Like, I, uh, like one point I've accepted I'll be driving to work, and I'm like, man, it is what it is, you know? And then other times, I'll feel optimistic. I'm like, you know what? This this can't be it. This isn't us. One last ride. One last ride. What's more? Mike, yo, he's he's never done it before, but he could, you know? He could be our Craig Berube. And then other times, I get mad. I'll just start screaming and screaming. Then I take the bottle out. You know, Stateside Vodka just pumps, and then I'm just... I'm looking up old footage of the 2010 ceiling cup run. And Nicole's like, Will, are you coming to bed? It's 3 a.m. And I'm like, no, fuck it now, you know? I'm busy.
1: I'm busy. Drew sports. I'm sleeping in the shower tonight.
0: God, I haven't even been in the shower yet. That's how you know it's bad. I'm I'm honestly struggling with, like, apathy. I hit a little bit of apathy over the summer. And then I, like, riled myself into a frenzy, you know? But all I really want to do is just, is just grab Chuck Fletcher and drag him out. And just smoosh him. And then I go to Dave Scott, and I mug him. And I take his checkbook. <laughs> I take his checkbook, and I walk right into the Carolina headquarters. I don't even ask for permission to speak to Eric Tulsky. I don't need it. And I put that – I say, whatever you want. Write whatever you want on this. It just come Save this. Come fix this. And It then is I go kind of amazing ev- that that hasn't happened, though. Yeah. Like. Well, I mean I, – I know that the Flyers are – you're right in that they are like a very like a Flyers family type of thing, which I think is in some ways good. I do think there's – It's also very Phillies. It is very Phillies. There is something about Philadelphia sports, but they love taking care of alumni. And I think there's a good aspect to that. You can take care of alumni without them running your team. Absolutely. There I has to be you. a middle ground. There, there, there's nothing – But where is it though? Because I got people that are like, what's Rick talking up to these days? Get help. <laughs> Seek help. If you're looking for Rick Tockett, seek help. Wasn't Rick Tockett betting on games before that was, like, okay? <laughs> Rick Tockett was literally on Very TV the other is. night. Did you guys see the Trevor Zegers goal where he flicks it up behind the net and Sonny Milano whacks it in, and then they cut to the Rick Tockett? He's like, yeah, I would have jumped him if he did that back in the day. <laughs> and people were like, yeah, I want that guy. Like, what? Like, yeah, he would have, but I don't want that guy running my hockey team. Can you imagine that? He's just, like, sitting there behind the bench in practice. Travis connected flicks the puck up and he just throws his skate at him you know how they redid the the mighty ducks they made it into like a, they made it a TV series right Yo, they just a movie. I think they should do like mighty ducks but like orange is the new black and the longest yard and you could have Rick Tockett as the coach and it's like him just going to like a prison or something <clears throat> and it's like well the prisoners can get an early work release if they just win the inter Intercontinental Prison Cup, and Rick Tockett is the coach. Well, Bobby Clark's got to be the GM, then, right? I mean, that guy literally like committed a crime. He broke a guy's leg. It was a felony every night with him, wasn't it? No, but he. <laughs> they always talk about like them beating the Soviets. He broke that man's leg on purpose, and then seen... they wanted to build a statue of him. Like ah, Bobby Clark at it again, huh? Have you ever seen the um the they made a really good thirty for thirty about the Soviet team uh that got beat by the Miracle on Ice team. No. And about, like, how, like, mentally just, like, shot they were and, like, just how it, like, ruined, like, so many of their lives. <laughs> I always think of that one. But I think Rick Tockett could be on a a Mighty Duck. Orange is the New Black spinoff. I, I, I could see Rick Tockett on But there. they do this every time. You are talking about GMs. They're like, oh, I, what's I get, Danny Barrera up I get to? angry about the same thing because we talk about with the Phillies a lot where it's like, why don't you just go to the Tampa Bay Rays, just take their entire system, like, just write a blank check and just say... Whatever you want like everything you're doing here just do it up here. Just, just take take you every grab one. take every model, every stat that you're doing, take every everything. Bring it up here and we will pay whatever the cost. Cuz I think if you're serious about winning, why wouldn't you? Why would that not be the thing that you would do? I think in every industry they do that. In every industry, they headhunt. They take the best executive or the best at this. If not you're a seri-
1: baby cuz we're not owned by
0: real people. We are, we are owned by a, well, a, a cable oh, internet conglomerate listen, i don't want to get too far because you know not to speak ill of the dead but ed snyder would have definitely already hired rick Tocket. right <laughs> oh he for sure would have hired Rick am I'm, <laughs> I'm actually kind of mad though because i think i could have sold ed snyder on my rick Tocket disney plus idea i think we could have got <laughs> something off the ground with that I don't know. You know, the the big rumor was Rob Zombie wanted to make the uh, Broad Street Bullies movie. God, that would have been amazing. He wanted to make it. And when he approached the flyers, they were all poo-poo about that image. What's cooler than Rob Zombie? That's what, listen, that's what Rob Zombie said. He's like not bad at making movies. It's like a very distinct style. He went to the Flyers about getting some of the film from the old stuff. And uh, apparently the Flyers poo-pooed it. And we're like, now I'm really out on him. Now I'm really out on him. Yeah. No wonder. You could have named it Orange is the New Black. But don't worry, Matt. You beat him to the punch. Matt, don't worry, because I have Gritty with Santa (laughs) Sacks. For the low, low price of $225, you, the, the viewer, you, the listener, you could pay $225 for the chance at a Patrick Brown signed puck. Say less, fam. Well, you also get four Enter hot dogs. Enter promo code fuck off with checking <laughs> out. You get four hot dogs and 2011-2012 um, uh, Flyers Highlight DVD. 2011-2012? <laughs> yeah. I don't want that one. Oh, well, it's like the only one we have in stock. We're just trying to get stock off the shelves here. <laughs> we got
1: 10 years to run through,
0: baby. In a Vincent LeCavier jersey. Signed. <laughs> Signed. Game man? worn. Game worn? Well, war. that would actually be worse. What you got? you like, has got many games. Uh, so the Flyers right now are... The solution's clear. We bring back Luke Shen. I think one of the Shens could <laughs> help theoretically as a coach <laughs> perhaps <laughs> player coach what's steve eisman doing now he is the gm of the detroit red wings right. who are about to lap the flyers in their rebuild right because he re- he was part of the rebuild for tampa right yeah i mean he did a very good job in, in tampa bay the so thing i just, admire now there's... he's just bringing back one of the great franchises to life he's just bringing the red wings back in a new break. conference yeah now they have you know lucas raymond and they're just can you believe that the Detroit Red Wings have a Swedish superstar that's going to propel them into? It's success? really out of character for them. That doesn't sound like them He's at all. He's going to anchor the team for the next seventeen years. For tough, baby. <laughs> the thing I admire about Steve Yzerman, though, and a lot of people, they they uh, they try to like poo poo the things he did, and they're like, well, he wasn't perfect. They're like, oh, he drafted Jonathan Drouin, and what did he do the second he realized Jonathan Drouin was not good? He got rid of him for Mikhail Sergachev. LOL Habs Suck it You know like he, he gave up The thing that makes A good GM A great GM Is admitting When they're wrong And moving on From something right. And the thing That scares me Is I don't think Chuck Fletcher's Gonna do that it's Especially when thing, it Comes right? to Rasmus Because The quotes he's had About I've been Chasing him For years He's <laughs> my white whale You don't and understand I Finally got him. Fucking Liam Neeson and he's finally got him. There is that sunk cost thing too where especially with someone that you, you trade actual assets for, like it's hard. A first, a second, and, and Robert Hick. It's hard to like tell yourself, like, actually you made a big mistake. But like and I said, it's not even like I don't want to harp on like like, oh, if wrist wasn't right. here, like no, like he's he's been fine. A lot of Flyers fans are hyped about like you what do you gotta say now? Like, he's not the worst. He's <laughs> not great like what was he someone worth giving up two draft picks am i being book? owned i don't feel like i'm being owned <laughs> like no but you have been canceled yes ah, well <laughs> it's not my first time <laughs> and it won't be my last <laughs> but yeah you know it's a good thing we don't need that second round pick coming up considering probably pretty high but vegas has lapped us the Panthers lapped us. Detroit's That's a tough game to play, us. too. We've done that with the Phillies a few times, where you, like, go through the teams that were the good. The Phillies. Oh, the, I'm sorry. The, the, <laughs> the red team. The from red pinstripe team. Get him, Manfred. The horses from Philly. Um, the Fishtown Fellows. <laughs> the Fishtown Fellows. <laughs> the Galapagos <laughs> gang. <laughs> I don't know. Can we
1: even say them? Are the mascots I on I think your, they're uh... good, because they've been posting pictures of the new... Okay. The old can you new, just call them the Old fanatic. Like...
0: Okay. Um... All the teams that were good and then bad and now good again and now we're bad again. Like, and there's quite a few of them now actually that have like lapped the Phillies several times and won things, like the Royals. Yeah, <laughs> like the, the Royals. Like, they cheated, but the Astros. Yeah, tough scenes. Banging on a trash can. Good for them. Good really? for them. Is it good it. for them? No, it's actually awful. The Blue Jays. Blue Jays. Again, again the Rays. So let me ask you guys, what team would Claude Drew going to hurt you the most? Nothing. Don't think about realism. Just think about what team would—we're taking the Penguins off the table. What team would you see Claude Drew going to and succeeding that would hurt you the most? I'm curious. Uh, there, there are two that immediately came to mind. The Kings would be, the, I, I think, one of the worst. Oh God, again! <laughs> because it'd be yeah, like, are you that, fucking kidding me? Good <laughs> like, again? These guys again? <laughs> like, at that point, L.A. owes us something. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I like. I. Uh, I could sell them my Rick Tockett idea. <laughs> Get me in the boardroom at least. Listen, boys, I need the guys in Hollywood to give me a tingle. Um, and the other would be the Leafs and then he's like the catalyst oh. for the Leafs finally winning a cup. Ooh, that, that one hurts be... double because then I'm pretty sure we become the longest Stanley Cup drought. So that would I think be Those are the two Again, immediately. And <laughs> those two immediately would be like, "Damn that sucks yeah that's a that's a psa to some of you leaf sympathizers out here we lost the blues all right they won it's just us and the leafs guys (laughs) i need somebody i need a buffer (laughs) like you know you point to you like but at least i'm not that guy yeah you don't want to be the last yeah Yeah, because like honestly the years don't hurt me anymore like i always found it funny like when pittsburgh fans would be like it's eighteen thousand days since you won a cup and i'm like Oh wow! I sure miss when it was only seventeen thousand. Like, <laughs> like well, I don't care. What's the passage t- of time means nothing to me. Yeah, once it's over ten years, it doesn't count anyway. Like I don't care. Like it's right. not real anymore. Like several generations ago. Boy, like, I yearn <laughs> for the the the, the nine thousand days. You know, like they were wow. still painting houses with lead paint. So I'm, the, the least, I'm not that's a that good like What it. about you, Kyle? What do you got for the paint? I mean, field? I feel
1: like it would be a big old slap in the face if we went to Seattle and helped them, kind of like. <sighs> Oh, with Dave too. Yeah, with Dave. Um, if he was like, if he was like
0: the the veteran that like yeah. guides him. Like it, t- but it takes like three or four years, yeah. and it's like oh, he resigns of, there too. Oh, like Twilight does. of his career, and it's like maybe like the he like retires, like going out on like a cup. See, that honestly, if he does it in the Twilight, where he's not like a big factor, that wouldn't hurt me as much. Yeah. I've narrowed it down to two most painful scenarios for me personally. First is Vegas, because I hate them. You've paid no dues. No, you get to live in Vegas. Your fans are oh, Vegas fans. Yeah, your stadium's freaking awesome. You paid no dues, and then I just have this image of him winning the cup, and then he puts his arm around Nolan Patrick, <laughs> and, and then no, it gets worse because he coached Nolan Patrick's team when Nolan Patrick was a youth. So then you know they just throw that photo right up there, and they're oh, like yeah. they throw their head backs and laugh. A couple
1: of That's sandwiches. on NHL tonight. It's oh. like,
0: and look at this. Uh, 12 uh, years ago. Dude, I'm literally getting lightheaded. Just thinking about it. Then, See, I had
1: the same image in my head if he paired back up with Voracek.
0: Oh. <laughs> well, let's be honest. Yeah. Nothing good has happened in Columbus. Yeah, nothing good. Re, re, re-roll this in like uh, <laughs> in five months when they're in the Eastern Conference Finals. <laughs> and then the other one is Colorado. Ooh. Because then it's the Lindros trade all over again. You Colorado know, it would be tough. And no one was – I mean – because we already gave them the cups with the Lindros tree. We don't want to see Colorado doing well. I'm okay if they do well as long as we don't help them anymore. Right. Like, we don't, we don't talk about what how bad they're What's Joe up to these days? He, he is the it? GM of the Colorado Avalanche. <laughs> Matt's like, who else I got in my role? Ray Bork? <laughs> <laughs> What's Paul Coffey doing these days? <laughs> Paul Coffey? Yeah. He's, He's currently you? playing with Yamir Yag... No, I'm just kidding. No, I think, he, I think Paul Coffey works for the Oilers. Good for him. He might be. Good for Paul Coffey. The, the Oilers owner is basically my hero. So what he did was, I don't know if he still had it, but at one point, he grew up an Oilers fan. He just hired all the guys that he was like a fan of to just hang around him cool. and be like his posse. And I was like... Now, that's using your wealth in a great way. Like, you're not like, hey, let's build a tunnel in California. Like, no, you're doing cool stuff. (laughs) Like, that's what I would do if I was a billionaire. If I was a billionaire, you would just see me and, like, Peter Forsberg just walking around together. And he would would look distressed (laughs) all the time. And you'd be like, are you okay? And you'd be like, dude, this guy is a nightmare. It's like when Nicole Kidman was married to Tom Cruise. It's like Nicole just blink twice if you <laughs> can't blink with all that Botox, baby. Get me out of here. <laughs> that was called method acting for the Stepford Wives. So you're welcome. Well, it was the the others, and then the Stepford Wives. You love the others. Uh, the others scared the shit out of me as a child. So did Signs. Signs. Big Signs um, fan. This guy. Um and, uh, Darkness Falls. Those are Darkness Falls. I haven't heard that. I haven't the watched the 2021-22 Flyers Yearbook. The the. It's just a dog face. taking a shit on the ice, baby.
1: Darkness falls.
0: Leave live <laughs> your dreams, kids. Maybe you can one day take a shit on the ice. I, I mean, would they be upset if a mite on ice just kind of drop trow? And I mean, that'll just be a promo in March. I'm actually kind of now that I'm thinking about it, I'm kind of surprised that's never happened. You know the mites like aren't that young, right? They're like nine and like up. Right, but I mean, they still don't have like great bladder. How many nine year olds are out maybe there not, shitting their pants, maybe dude? Not poop, but like, I'm kind of surprised you've never like because you don't really want to go to the bathroom. Probably, I think they have them go right before they get on. They're not on the ice very long. Dude, are you aware of how the mites yeah, it's work? like, Four minutes, I know, but I'm just saying, like four minutes. Come on, yeah. dude, like who's peeing themselves in a four minute span? Kids. Plus, they got all these hockey pants. They get the hockey pants, I the hockey know. gear. You wouldn't see it anyway. But I'm t- I really know. hung I'm just up on surprised. this surprised. Who hurt you? I would have done it. You for sure would have done it <laughs> if I could skate. <laughs> you could skate. Oh, I mean, yeah, I could I could go to an ice rink and do open skate, but I could not skate and play hockey. You could. If Michael Raffle could play on the first line, then you can skate and play hockey. That is true. I'm, there is nothing preventing it. I think that's actually where we should be taking the flyers now. It's like if X can do Y, then you can do Z. Like, you know, like it turned it into motivation. You know, that's, I think the direction we have to take. If Nick Sealer can play NHL minutes, <laughs> then you can become a functioning member of society. That is I a lofty taxes. goal, but I pay taxes. And I think that's at least 80% of what it is to be a citizen. A citizen? Yes. What about an adult? Um, that's about 75% of being an adult. Really? Yeah. What's the other 25? Uh, fiscal responsibility. Isn't that just paying taxes? Uh, No. Separate category. <laughs> uh, Feeding the machine and the beast. Uh, you got to go to that mall. Gotta, hey, you got your Kohl's cash. You only got two weeks to spend it. got your old Navy bucks. Two weeks. Got to spend it. Make sure you eat at Friendly's. Hit up your local Applebee's. This is where we're at. They really need the business support. This is where we're at with this team, folks. That's what it is. You got to feed the beast. Top bins, top tier commentary. Top drawer, upper ninety. You already know. (laughs) You already know. I think that's how it we always went, goes. We went like 45 pre-season. minutes and we were at like Chelsea. <laughs> what about- are we doing? <laughs> about- um, I'm Dominic Ponteri. I'm Matt Catrini.
1: And we are here to talk about Champions League Soccer today.
0: Robin's time. What's up? We're back. Do you have any more stats that you'd like? That I, you, I do. I want just to can't release? even do it, man. That's okay. It's just. You know. Uh oh. This is a <laughs> contemplative look. <laughs> <laughs> this is. <laughs> And I what stared if we, into the abyss. In the took abyss, the stared team back. And we moved it somewhere else. Are the coy- coyotes going to be forced to move because they're not paying? You Te- you... Speaking of taxes, find <laughs> somebody that believes in you the way Gary Bettman believes in the Arizona Coyotes. Like they're literally like about to get evicted, and they're like, Gary, were you going to move the Coyotes? No, why would I do that? They're doing great. They're hey, doing let's just do like
1: 1930s Steelers and Eagles, and make it like the the
0: Phoenix Delphia Flyotes. I just, I just love that he just always keeps believing in them. They've never done anything for him. They're a failed franchise in every aspect, and he's just out who's there. Who's like the best coyote ever? The best coyote the ever, or way? their all-time leader in like. Coyote. Like who would like who's like their all-time leader is, is probably Shane Doan. But like, Shane, is he like their best coyote ever? No, would you say? No, who, no. Who's like the best player to be a coyote? Jim, uh, Chris Pronger. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't actually play for them. They just traded the contract there. <laughs> Didn't Jeremy Roenick play for the Coyotes? Who? Didn't Jeremy Roenick play Who? for the Coyotes? I don't know that man. Sorry. Oh, forgot. <laughs> we don't talk about him. I forgot about Jeremy Roenick. <laughs> Cried when the Blackhawks won the Cup. They never even liked you. They still don't like you. That's why they still the don't, don't bring you around. Those are the fish tun Fuck Jeremy Roenick. And fuck the Blackhawks. They've had it. You know the Blackhawks have had it for a long time coming. I hope everything you love falls apart and dies. You're the worst, okay? Because first you were parading around Bobby Hall, who is a literal Hitler sympathizer. <laughs> like the man said, he wasn't totally—he had some good ideas. Like, and they're just parading him around still. Sexual assault after sexual assault cover up, and then Marion Hosa. Oh, I have a rash. I can't play hockey anymore. Right when you scheduled to go down to a million. Fuck Chicago. Fuck the Blackhawks. I Fuck think this, the bears. I think that's good life advice. Never, for any reason, <laughs> at any time, for any, <laughs> any reason, ever, ever, <laughs> no matter for any reason, never start a sentence with Hitler had good ideas. Whatever thought led you to that point, immediately remove it from your yeah. brain and throw it in a trash can. Do you- it's it's just a bad it's just just nothing. no you know that saying like nothing good happens after two AM? No good thing is ever. A lot happened. of good things happen after two AM, which is a lie. Yeah. But this is not. No, no, yeah. Nothing yeah. good ever happens after you start saying those words. That's, there's your life advice. Think of all the careers we could save. Oh my God, think of all the careers we could have saved if there's like someone that's there, and then you start with, "I'm not racist," but and then they just clock you like, yeah. So many careers. I wonder if we'll get to a point where we have these like brain chips in, right? And like, way, Elon's working on it. There's like a way to detect, like you know, like the the. The uh, they have those like dogs, right? That can like sense when you're about to have a seizure. Like, that can... a racism dog. <laughs> yes, but a brain chip. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay. I'm, I said it out loud, and it sounds really dumb. But what hear a me racism out. Racism dog. <laughs> ruff, ruff. It's Whoa, the, it's like a, We call it the watchdog, and it's a brain chip that you put in your brain. It's a Twitter account. already. Is he the Democrat or the Republican pushing <laughs> this right now? I don't know. <laughs> I'm far worse. <laughs> but you know, like it's. Will like, the brain chip have free health care? <laughs> No, no, it will not be free <laughs> and you won't be sedated, but how much will it cost to get the ads turned off on your brain chip? Uh, roughly 750 hours of work. Oh, I like yeah. that. We've moved past money and it's just, oh no. Yeah. You just, you don't, it's just work now. You get Bezos coin, uh, Bezos and that coins. turns it's hours in, of mining it. Yeah. And you actually are like mining it though. Like you are in a, a cart going down. I feel like I would do very well in a mine though. If in the end times, yeah. I think you have a not good in any time I think the, I the mis- chip in your brain it knows when you're about to say something dumb and you're like publicist no 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 I like that like, word because there's point. like there's like physiological signs right like your heart it's like the lie detector like it only just detects that your heart is beating faster or like a regular awful you know, know an awful lot about the physical physiological signs of being racist Matt no that's all your heart specific. starts beating faster you get the sweats <laughs> not, but like your publicist is able to just hit a button that like turns off you're like frontal cortex for like a half second so you just stop whatever you have to say and then you like forget i like that you've imagined this scenario where we're like we're in the end days and we're like working in a mine and all this stuff but we're still worried about being like socially conscious about racism well you don't want to get canceled will (laughs) i don't i like it because that's really how it would be (laughs) like we're still worried about that yes deeply actually deeply worried the meteor's coming. The sun's been out for ten years, and someone sends you an article is math racist, and you're like, "Let's get to the it bottom might, of this." It, it might let me let me consult my chip. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Telling you, it'll be one day. One day we'll figure it out, and the Flyers will still be in the middle of the division. <laughs> what comes first, uh, brain chips or oh, I'm not gonna ask that question. That's mean. <laughs> <laughs> Just lay it out there. Brain chips or Flyers Stanley Cup? <laughs> brain chips are coming. Flyers Stanley Cup. You can't even people to get a shot in the arm. You think they're gonna put a chip in their brain? People that it won't be everyone, but people will line up for a chip in their brain. Well, some people probably already have a chip in their brain. That's true. Yeah, so like, well we're already here. Right. That's what I'm saying. But there were people who'd be like like uh influencers would be like, I got the Musk chip, here's my review. I have a very positive opinion about Tesla products now. <laughs>
1: Marcus Brownlee. Have you guys
0: seen the new, uh, what's the tunnel called? Doesn't it like have the a hyperloop? The hyperloop. Yeah. It's a really cool idea. It's one lane for 752 miles. Whoa, 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 whoa. Back up.
1: That just sounds like the thing Tony Hawk hit the 900 on. <laughs> no, it's the Tony Hawk thing in
0: Rocket Power when they go to his <laughs> the, the hawk's nest. That's what it is. It's his fantasy. More and more, I just ask, how did we get here? Like, just how do we get here in life? Like, this is where we're at. I'm 32. If I could go back in time to like 21 year old me, I'd probably just kill him. (laughs) And I could because I got a lot more violence in me. That's Looper. You're just just talking about speaking of Piper. You're just talking about the movie Looper now. Yeah, I would go back. I'd be like, hey, this is a picture of you and your beautiful wife. That you'll never say goodbye. (laughs) Maybe I already am dead. I have a theory that I might have died in 2011 because since then, everything's downhill. That's gotten weird since then. Yeah. Giants haven't been good since then. No. Flyers haven't been good since I've met Nicole. The worst things have happened. Uh Oh, like the Flyers have been bad, but the Penguins won two cups. The Capitals won a cup. The Blues won a cup. The the Birds won a Super Bowl. Wasn't a fan of that. You know, I didn't like that. That wasn't great for me. You know Nationals and Braves. The, Nationals, the, World the, 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 the Braves won a World Series. The Nationals I think won a that's a The, the Phillies have, have been think. terrible. Mm. Maybe it's her dude, you know? Working for the bourgeoisie. I'm not I mean, listen. I I'm She just, does have CCCP tattooed on her left <laughs> butt cheek, you know. <laughs> I thought the hammer and sickle was just a sorority thing, like <laughs> Well, wow, there are a few that yes. Come on, sororities aren't communists. <laughs> uh not front-facing but there are some sects that i think sects not s-e-x c-t-s oh you can't say that right the republicans don't want cts in schools hey hey hey. what do you mean by that (laughs) you got me turn his chip off yeah well that would be the cool thing is you get to uh you'll get to like pick the sounds that wake you up every morning like that's cool and it's like in your brain you could do that now with like a phone right but it's like it's inescapable <laughs> it's like that black mirror episode where like you can't escape the tv screen in front of you like you have to open your eyes or to see the advertise. like that's just that's gonna be the cool thing i feel that way about the flyers like i just i'm i always tell myself it's like a cute little game i play like i get home from work play with my dogs i'm like i'm not watching the flyers tonight and then, like, 7 o'clock comes on, and, like, it's just on, and it's there. I'm like, I guess I'm watching here the I Flyers. I'm like, well, I'm not getting mad tonight. Not doing it. I'm not getting mad. 7.41 on. hits. <laughs> Fucking mad. Don't tell them I'm mad. <laughs> it's her drill tweet of choice here. I watch Travis say, and I just wheel around the zone, make a phenomenal play. And then, like, two minutes later, he doesn't, like, board a guy. And people are like, fo soft guy he didn't commit a major (laughs) penalty i don't like him if i could commit one rule like it's just everyone that calls a flyer soft i get to fight them you could i want to fight you like i just let let it be known internet i know it says like never let the internet know you got mad like i'm not mad i'm not i am mad and i want to fight you like and i will fight you let's just meet me we'll set up a time and place if you think you're tougher than travis sandheim JVR, Cla- if you think Claude Drew's a bad leader, if you think any of these things, sign the DMs, art underscore of underscore the take, maybe, I don't know that, Ziggy Stardust, find me, set it up, we'll fight, okay? And if you win, I'll give you one of my signed jerseys. Those 21. people are just truly doxing
1: themselves because they're all from
0: Delco. Oh, fucking Delco. Well, <laughs> I, I, I think there should be a rule in general is you can't call athletes Soft. because well, Except I, I for Laflop. Right. Cause he is soft let Mickey And every Disney. single soccer player Cause they are <laughs> very soft Maybe not off the field Maybe ha- off the field They're hard guys Hard to argue with that they
1: Is are- LeBron's favorite Disney movie Mary Poppins Cause of the Penguins Was it
0: produced in China <laughs> <Hey-o>. <laughs> Hey Hey That's all the time I got to see you I was like, we just lost three sponsors. Cut his mic. <laughs> Hate to break it to you guys, but... Uh, flip just flip just killed the killed kill channel. switch in the chip. This <laughs> <laughs> just, just turned into Manchurian Candidate. was this going to betray the other? But I've decided. I've made a vow. I am not shaving until they fire Chuck Fletcher. Uh-oh. So... This could get hairy. This, it could literally get hairy. Now, as you can see, I'm not working with a great setup as far as evenness. So if you want bad. this to stop, do the right thing, Dave Scott. Fire Chuck Fletcher. And I love when people, who do you want to? Know? I don't care. I don't care. That's the thing, too. You don't always have to have an answer. I don't ever have to have the answer. Right. You're in a no- Chuck Fletcher should fix a team. You're How? not being I paid- don't know. He's the GM, not me. You're not being paid by the Flyers to, to make that decision right you know like no not yet no oh god the things i would do the Uh, things i do honestly are just like cut my salary by like 98 percent and just hire other smart people with it smart yes that's what smart people should do they find other people that are smarter than them and get them to do the work but what about your ego you know that's that's ego that's the thing though with a lot of these these people that rise to powers they have an ego Yeah, but I'm not one of the 200 hockey men. You know, like they have an image to protect. Like they're like, I wasn't wrong. He just didn't want it hard enough. I love that one. (laughs) They're like, why would that prospect not go? Oh, it was all him. He was playing Fortnite. He didn't want it. (laughs) Didn't want it bad (laughs) enough. Really? Because he couldn't skate. Now I just Fortnite. Phillies parallels. Yeah. Yeah, you remember when the Phillies were just playing Fortnite in the middle of games? carlos santana didn't like that right yeah, he took a bat to the tv respect him a lot for that actually that He's happened to not- gabe kapler remember when i was lamenting what an amazing human being gabe kapler is wait He's what like, did what did carlos santana do to the tv he smashed smashed the tv because people were playing that Fortnite. was his only hit of the year right uh seventh actually and it was september <laughs> so <laughs> disappointing <laughs> disappointing year all right. I can't wait for the Flyers to win against uh, Montreal and Ottawa, who have like a combined nine wins. And someone's like, there goes Will being negative again. And I'm like, is this what you want? Is this what you want? I need to find their optimism. I don't want it, but I want to find it and study it. Because I feel like those people that are like still like very optimistic that the Flyers are going to turn around, I feel like you're a mark. Like you've definitely CIA given, type. Of you've name. definitely updated your car warranty over the phone lately, haven't you? Like you've for sure thought somebody was looking out for you. No, they're they're, they're astroturfing. They're they're being paid. Astroworlding? Oh no 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 no! <laughs> Not astroworlding. Let we me be- <laughs> disavow astroworld on this podcast. <laughs> Let me be very clear. Let us be the first podcast to stand up and disavow that. <laughs> <laughs> I am very anti that <laughs> I am talking about astroturfing, Which is different I'm told <laughs> Do you have any final thoughts? Not in your life But on the Flyers uh, Final thoughts on the Flyers We are turning the brain chip off After this though So uh, I actually I just I just want to be happy I want direction No seriously Like n- Enough joking around I want direction If we're going to go for it Then be stupid Spend it all and go for it. But if you're not going to go for it, then cut it and go. Okay? Don't do this middle thing. That's my biggest fear is the middle thing. Like just trying to plug holes, move some deck chairs around. Right. If you're going to do it, just do something stupid. Like do something stupid where I'm like, whoa, (laughs) all right. You know, or, or just sell it all. You know, don't, don't bring me like fucking, I'm trying to think like some like third line, don't bring me Brandon Tanev, all right? And be like, we fixed it. Like, no. Coming this March. Yeah. Brandon, <laughs> yeah, like, really get wild. Like, bring me, like, Tarasenko and Malkin. Like, just do something wild where I'm like, what? They'll never see He's this not coming. even playing. <laughs> like, yeah. we have the rights to Yarmir Yager. You're like, oh my God. Like, just send it all, you know? Like, but give me a direction because right now, like, you're, you fired the coach. And, and and the thing is, like, you can't sell right now. Like, a lot of people are like, "It's been this many days," and no, like, I don't expect anyone to be traded tomorrow because that's not how it works. You have to wait to the trade deadline because cap hits have to get smaller. Teams have to be able to absorb more money, and deadlines make things happen. Okay, but but direction, to answer you, I think that's that's fair direction. and reasonable. I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting direction. I Congratulations, understand. you're the first person that's ever called me fair and reasonable. <laughs> well, I feel like that's what we want for all of our teams at this point. Yeah, direction is nice knowing what direction teams ending is is an underrated thing to have i would say one day one day we'll have a direction
1: the real question is the next time the flyers lift a cup will it be the physical cup or will it be an
0: nft um God damn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, an, an NFT would send me over the edge. That's that what they're gonna a... do, though, isn't it? Yeah. Now, is instead of a Super Bowl ring, you're gonna get an NFT of the Vince Lombardi Trophy as like your
1: or it'll the NFT will project out of the ring. Oh god. See,
0: I would I uh, would be a sucker for that. if the Flyers won a cup. I mean, you got I would buy everything, like every cup merchandise. I would Nicole also would fair and me. reasonable everything, dude. Oh, all of it. Those like the coasters, those like box DVD sets. I'd have it all. Those are great. Those get, like, people hate on those. There's nothing better than, like, popping in something and, like, watching, like, a season that means a lot to you. Nothing better. Can't relate. Right. I mean. I watch a cup run that we lost. <laughs> <laughs> and I watch it religiously. It's and tough I when you know ex- the end to the story. <laughs> but this is how dumb I am. <laughs> you I keep yourself. thinking maybe it's going to change. <laughs> Michael Layton's gonna make the save. that, that puck's not in the net. when they go meet Diane's family and they're watching the Boston Red Sox series from six. <laughs> this time he's gonna catch it. <laughs> God. Something needs to drastically change in Philly sports for all of us. A Ben Simmons trade would be nice, but do do you even care at this point like what the return is? Um yes and no. I care in the sense that I want it to be good, either a good player, or I want it to be a good enough asset pool that we could trade for a good player. Um, But on the whole, I'm pretty apathetic about the Sixers right now, simply because, like, when Embiid isn't playing, the team is unwatchable. They don't watch. When I get that alert, I'm like, all right, why don't they watch the Sixers tonight? And even, like, with whatever you get for Ben, I'm not – sure that this team is winning a championship which sucks to say but there's just no like it's it's similar to the flyers where it's like the level of balance and decision making and right decision making that you have to do in the next like six months is like you know like the level of difficulty to do for like gymnastics teams it's like a 10.1 it's like it's off the scale it's like i don't know how i like Dara mori i think he's a smart guy say, but that's praise. that's the thing right you guys have a guy you kind of trust right i trust <laughs> Darren mori to make a good decision but it's like I trust Nastia Lukin to perform a great gym, but she's going to mess up at least once. Like, And it's just, I, I, the level of difficulty on this for the Sixers is like obscenely high. And I think people don't quite give that the respect that they should when it's like, all right, like you have to trade a guy that doesn't want to be here and is sinking his value literally every single day who is also a mixed bag of an asset because he's absolutely spectacular defensively but refuses to shoot a basketball which is a core component of the sport of basketball and is young enough and is an all NBA player and is an all-star is on a max contract but isn't really worth a max con- like All right, rank these events in the order that they happen. This is going to oh, be fun. Oh, boy. Chuck Fletcher is fired. Mm-hmm. Tobias Harris is traded. <sighs> ben Simmons is traded. Eagles get a franchise quarterback. Well, we're not done yet. Phillies make a big move. I'm sorry, the athletics. (laughs) Well, (laughs) considering there is a major legal impasse on one of those things. That's called a free space. (laughs) You put (laughs) it determined. That is the middle of the bingo Um, card. (laughs) The issue with the Ben Simmons stuff is that they're saying that this could go till the summer and next year, and I think they're very serious about that. And I thought Darren Morey was kind of playing just hard ass when he said like buckle up because he has a four year contract. And now I'm like, oh fuck. We're gonna have a new president by the time Ben Simmons gets traded. Like that's where I'm well, at. I Well mean, we that might that have a new president, any, president any, by next no, week. No, that can happen any day. That guy is hanging on button. At, at that age, it's I mean leverage it's like every every day you get. Yeah, every day you <laughs> get leveraging. <laughs> um that's what worries me about Ben Simmons is like it could go to July. Um I don't think the Eagles are getting a starting quarterback for at least another year. I think, uh, I think they're, they're probably rolling with Jalen Hurts. And there's no one in this draft that's good. And I'm not sure they're trading for Russell Wilson or the artist formerly known as Deshaun Watson. Or Aaron Rodgers. Or Aaron Rodgers. I think the Flyers could fire Chuck Fletcher this summer. I, I don't think that's unreasonable. I think that's- If you notice, I gave you everything that could happen almost a year away. <laughs> it's a real curveball. You're like, all these things are not really imminent, but they could happen. I, I would say it's more likely that Ben Simmons is traded midseason than Chuck Fletcher is fired midseason. So I would say that first simply because I just think the odds are more in Ben Simmons' favor. And then Chuck Fletcher. I bet you Chuck Flair's, Chuck Fletcher is praying for a Ben Simmons trade every day. <laughs> that would take a lot of heat. Hey, Daryl. Uh, <laughs> Daryl. Just, just old. How we we looking, buddy? <laughs> hey, Daryl, it's uh, Charles Schwab. <laughs> Charles Remember? Schwab uh it's chuck fletcher i i don't know if you remember this when the elevator uh you asked yep. okay well i, had I was black just wondering coffee. where ben's at uh can he skate?
1: <laughs> my service a little spotty i'm in comcast country right now
0: um call me back oh, <laughs> all right love you uh <laughs> uh so yeah i would t- i put ben simmons number one simply because i think there's probably a more realistic chance of him being moved than chuck fletcher being fired chuck fletcher number two Phillies have to be the bottom, just because I. We don't know. I. This lockout does not seem to be moving in a positive direction. So Tobias number four then or three. Tobias is such a hard contract to move on from, so that's number four. And I think the Eagles could. It's more likely I think that the Eagles trade for one of those aforementioned quarterbacks, than Tobias Harris gets moved. T- sneakily, everyone is like clamoring for Ben Simmons to be traded. If you could find a way, <laughs> if you can – and I feel bad for Tobias. Do you this, though? I do because it's not his fault that they offered him this the dumbest oh, no, no, no. contract. Never, listen, never not be his mad fault at a player for it. taking the money, but right. that doesn't mean I have to like it. I don't like it, but it's not his fault either. That oh, can, can we get that clip? I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like that Elton Brand made that decision. I don't know who we were bidding against. It was no one. We ran through this once. It was like, there's literally not a single other team that could have even paid him more than like $18 million a year. Even if they wanted to. And their whole excuse This was, guy was traded every six months. Teams didn't want him on their roster. But remember. And we traded to get him and then gave him a massive deal. Well, you had to find someone to play without Horford. I'll keep going. <laughs> yeah, he was really... He was the glue holding us together the whole time. What was it
1: Waka Flocka said he was the next LeBron?
0: yeah okay oh and i've you know up to that point i'd always had a lot of faith in waka flaka's talent uh, appraisals turns out Flocka doesn't know ball he does go hard in the paint which i think is worthy of something but yeah i mean tobias's contract is is awful and i think it's uh, it's not even one of those contracts either it's like oh well like when the cap goes up it's gonna be it's like nah it's just always gonna suck what's it like to have the cap go up it's actually bad because like everyone like sells themselves on like all the cool shit that's going to happen when the cap goes up and then it's just like oh uh timothy mozgov is actually just going to get a 30 million dollar contract for (laughs) for three years someone's going to sign him for for a three-year 80 million dollar deal yeah um it's all right people say like oh the nhl's not a flat cap it went up a million dollars and i'm like whoa You're telling me we could get another Nate Thompson? <laughs> Let's slow down, partner. <laughs> Jeremy Lin's making like 10 million to play 30 seconds for an NBA's final team. It is insane. <laughs> the money in basketball is insane. The next contracts are going to be um you're talking like 54, 55 million dollars a year. It's, I mean, you're going to have like play like Luka Doncic is going to be a billionaire just off of like NBA contract. Like forget any sponsorship any extra stuff oh i was gonna say that's just his whataburger <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> just, they should just start taking equity in the team that's i think there's been there's been people that like have suggested that but that's like obviously the gray area as well because it's like that's what mary lemieux did everyone's like oh mary lemieux stepped in and helped them. no he didn't they couldn't afford to pay him so they're like hey we'll give you points we have you like <laughs> you want to take this over? And he's like, yeah, I guess. And then the NHL rigged the draft to give them Sidney Crosby, and you can't convince me otherwise. And then he sold it to uh, Fenway Sports and made a bunch of money. The good people. Good for you, Mario. The good people at Fenway Sports Group. A respectable bunch, if you ask me. You gonna let him just go on. He's clearly biased. Hey, penguins are going to be fun in Liverpool for years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I sure hope those pretzels are $17. <laughs> I sure hope it's worth it. It's more Liverpool than needs a new contract, baby. Let's uh let's start heading to the games a little bit more to the uh it's not the Mellon Arena anymore. What is it now? It's the What's the penguin stadium called? Oh, it's the Paints. The PBG Paints. PBG Paints. Let's head to the PBG Paints Arena. Let's paint the town, baby. And I only I- know that cuz I had to, when we were in Pittsburgh, I googled it to go pee on it, so. <laughs> And I did. You peed on the PPG, P P P G. Peed on the P P P-B- P, B- P- G not yet. Think that out. A lot of hills in Pittsburgh. Security's uh, a little scarce around there. I was a little shocked it was that easy. Have you seen? Pittsburgh? Wife was furious that I wanted to do it, but I had to. I mean, <laughs> I think he did the right thing. So who really won the battle of the Keystone State? <laughs> <laughs> who indeed? <laughs> I was going to say, has anyone ever peed on the farg? But we all know that's that's a lot of people. <laughs> that's a nightly. On, in, around. <laughs> Everywhere. Above. <laughs> I'm sure someone has. Probably. You're telling me a billionaire has never left a game, forgot to pee, and just, like, leaned out of the helicopter. Oh, yeah. Michael Rubin. <laughs> yeah. 100% has. Do you remember we saw... Yeah, we went to one of those Sixers playoff games, and we were walking. We walked saw quite the, a distance away, and we saw landing. We saw the the executive helicopters. We had our chance then. We just didn't know it. Yeah, we had God our chance to to really alter history, <laughs> like a regular old Gavrilla princip. You know, just to really. <laughs> <laughs> we had our shot. We didn't take it. God damn we it. didn't listen. Didn't listen. Should have listened. I got nothing else. Nothing more yeah. left to say. Tapped out. Tapped out. Just be gonna, uh, God bless our flyers. just going to go home and hug my dogs. In the arms of the angels, as they once said.
1: In the said. arms <laughs> of the angels. Uh, be sure to uh, follow us on social media because the clips from this episode are going to be Incredible. At underground PHI. Follow Matt at Matt Castorina Follow Will at art underscore of underscore the underscore take. Search Ziggy Stardust. Uh, and you can follow me at KBI ZZL311. Check out the website, undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com. And uh, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Leave those five star ratings and reviews. Let us know how you feel about the state of the Philadelphia Flyers. Five stars only. Because unlike the Flyers, we have standards. Birds, you know, aren't, t- birds aren't real. And we know they're five stars. And uh, you can also check us on Spotify. Wherever you get your podcasts, we are there. And uh, big thank you to the sponsors. Main Auto LLC. Douche Arms Pro Foot. Security 21. Security Systems. Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated. Mark Ronchetti. CPA LLC. And the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. Tomahawk Shades. Go to TomahawkShades.com. Use promo code USP to get 25% off your order at TomhawkShades.com. Stateside Vodka, the presenting sponsor of the state of the Philadelphia Flyers, go to statesidevodka.com, get those vodka soda party packs, the black label bourbon, anything you need from stateside. you got to be 21 or older to do so. And, of course, please drink responsibly. And Kenwood Beer, go to kenwoodbeer.com, use the Kenny tracker to see who's got Kenwood on tap. you got to be 21 or older to do so. And, of course, please drink responsibly. This has been Underground Sports Philadelphia, episode number 386. For Matt, for Will, I'm KB. We are signing off.
0: Peace.